0: Grab your pitchforks and your overalls and your alligator best friend. We are talking about Pearl.
1: Thank you for joining us for the Devil's Cut podcast episode number 2. Today we're going to be talking about Pearl. I'm your host Matt Young and with me today, as always, I will be uh, my trusty co-host Eric Rossi. All right, Eric, uh how about you you kick us off? How let's do first impressions. How did you feel about Pearl? Uh maybe I loved maybe start it. <laughs> maybe, start with, maybe start with some uh, co- context of the movie
0: for anybody who is not familiar with, with it. Uh, it is a prequel to X, which is a Thai West film that came out earlier this year. Um, X centers around a small DIY crew uh, filming a porno movie. On a farm Uh, It Kind of descends into madness Yeah it doesn't go well No Uh, Once things kick off production wise For the main cast The farm owners who they're Renting the space from Kind of stick their noses Into their business And uh, Just a whole Slaughter of I, I, almost everyone. Yeah, spoilers
1: <laughs> for X. It doesn't go well for the main characters. Um, but uh, the 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 key point of note for X is that uh, X's starring actress Mia Goth, who also uh, is the 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 lead role in Pearl, because Mia Goth pulls double duty in X. She plays the the young uh, wannabe starlet, uh, porn actress in uh named maxine minx am i getting that right
2: mm-hmm. maxine, uh, minx.
1: maxine minx uh, but mia goth also plays the elderly woman who goes on the murder spree she she's uh mia goth is done up in, in old lady makeup and she, like i said pulls double duty uh both playing hero and, and final girl and villain of of x so pearl is uh, Mia Goth's reprisal uh, of her role in a in a prequel, and it's uh, <laughs>
0: fantastic. She does an amazing job. I think without getting into too much of the plot of Pearl, yeah, uh,
1: just just you know, just surface level uh, uh, feelings.
0: I I loved it. I thought X was amazing. I was really excited when I found out that Pearl was going to be coming out the same year. Um, I, I, this character Pearl has very quickly shot up the list of my favorite slasher characters. Uh, I, I think she's fantastic. And f- for me personally, an extremely relatable character in, in many ways.
1: Oh, for sure. I, I agree with you. Uh, Pearl it is, is top, top of the list for me. Top five favorite horror characters right now. Uh, I, I think she's she's fantastically written. And uh like you, I was also excited when I heard there was going to be a prequel. I really liked X to the point where I did not think... You know, I had that kind of uh, skepticism. I said, oh well, I don't know. You know how prequels and sequels for horror movies go? Like, can they really, you know, ca- can they catch a second bolt of lightning in a bottle? To give you my, my opinion, I think... It, it they did this movie is is i think a well above and beyond x i i think they doubled down this this might be contender for for favorite horror movie uh uh, definitely of the year for me um but it might go up there on the list of of all-time greats
0: yeah i i mean i don't think i can give enough praise to this fucking movie man it it was so much fun uh, it was just oozing with style. Uh, I think Ty West is doing a really great job of like, encapsulating different time periods and just overall f- referencing different vibes of horror movies and different movies in general. I, I think their whole team is very clearly on the same page about what they want to see on screen.
1: Yeah, so like so X, where X kind of covered the it had it was very distinct in its 70s horror movie vibe. you know it felt very you know uh, Texas chainsaw it, it just it had it had that vibe that you were looking for for a movie filmed in a modern time but aping off of the the, the filming aesthetics of, of an older movie. And the fun thing about this movie is, you know, there's really not a whole lot of 1918 uh <laughs> horror movies per se. Um but it does it it's it, but it still holds on to like and captures the the aesthetics of old of old black and white color vision kind of you know. I mean Wizard of Oz is like a very prominent word in my mind when i when i started this movie i was like this feels like D- like dorothy uh like walking into um I- into oz for the first time that's how i felt.
0: I think he's even said it in different like interviews too that like it, you know it was wizard of oz was like a big it has big, to be. uh draw space for him
1: right it would have to be i mean it's very evident here and it does a it, it ty west did a fantastic job and and, but even I think I think Ty West takes second fiddle in, in this movie you know he can write and direct all he wants but man Mia Goth is a powerhouse she is tremendous in this movie
0: well I don't know if you know this they actually wrote this movie together in the, the uh, two weeks leading up to the filming of X yeah so they were sequestered and quarantined for two weeks leading up to the filming of X and in those two weeks the two of them sat down and hammered out this movie, which is like mind blowing to me. That's like so fucking cool. I'm
1: glad quarantine gave us I, something. I know yeah. horror movies always get you know they get laughed out and laughed out and left out of of the Oscars. I, this movie needs to be in there. I think this is this is a beautiful movie, and I think with that we should just like get kicking because I can't wait to just talk about this movie
0: absolutely i'm 100 with you if you haven't seen this movie go see this movie but yeah
1: so let's kick it off uh start of the movie uh so i'm just like reading off my notes here right out of the gate like like we said uh just a minute ago very old hollywood wizard of oz it looks do you know how they filmed this is it like feel because it feels kind of like that fuzzy technicolor where it's like almost like it feels like the color was like put on after the fact you know what i mean
0: so there was definitely um some level of post-production boosting to like the color values and everything just like in every movie but um i think they they definitely staged a lot of their shots in a way that uh made it easier for them to include this like over dramatic opening uh credits font they have a very like stylized retro uh title font and just the opening credits in general yeah Uh, i there were parts of this movie where i really was like staring very intently into the background trying to figure out whether or not it was um like a painted background. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, cuz there are lots of painted backgrounds used in this film. Oh, there are. Okay. Yeah, okay. there are. So yeah, they, I... they definitely did use like, you know, full just paint, hand-painted backgrounds or backdrops like all over this movie.
0: It's set in uh rural Texas, but I know they did like like the farm itself is in New Zealand.
1: Of course, because where else would it be? <laughs> where else are they going to film a uh, classic Americana
0: farm movie, but in New Zealand? They did. I think they did a really good job, though.
2: Of, oh like, no,
1: yeah, I mean, it definitely feels. Hmm. It, it feels like you're in Texas for a, like absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, so right. So it takes place in the same farm as X, but instead of 1970s, it actually takes place in 1918, like right in the the dead of World War. This is where my. Uh, history knowledge comes into play world, world war one
0: uh it is during <laughs> the first year of the spanish flu right yeah so this the fun thing about
1: this movie is we get like it it's it it is a historically accurate you know the flu the spanish flu was a real thing but it feels both old and very modern because we get to the, the people are wearing masks everyone's worried about like interacting socially you know it's 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 very timely you know,
0: I don't know how much of it was plotted out from the beginning of X, but the idea of including all of the visuals and kind of like social engagement into this script was, was very interesting.
1: I think I, I if I had to guess, I could imagine a sort of like meeting uh, during the writing where they were like, oh, you know what? The Spanish flu was really big that back then. Why don't we just draw those parallels to covid there's no reason not to we'll do a mask scene you know it it just it just feels very like appropriate it doesn't feel out of place you know and it doesn't feel because i've seen a lot of media where they try to just like add covid in to it and it just for like i don't know maybe it's because like i don't like i lived it so i don't need to (laughs) i don't really particularly care to see it like i'm okay with pretending it's not in the shows that i'm that i'm watching or the movies i'm watching like I can live without it, but it's like interesting in this movie to 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 see it because of the context of the story. Um, but yeah, so we kick off the movie. It's got these big, just like these bombastic old timey Hollywood, like bright white fun fonts. Like the credits are rolling. This big band music is playing. Um, and and this movie is like a. And I'm gonna I'm gonna constantly. Uh, go back to it the like the entire time we talk about this this movie is like candy for the eyes it is so colorful the shots are like so well laid out it is beautiful I could I was taking notes and I felt guilty every second my eyes were not looking at this movie it is
0: fucking gorgeous yeah, I was, like, blown away by the interior of the house oh my on the farm. Oh, my God. Because, like, in, in X, it's, you know, farther. It's, like, way farther into the future. It's run down. It's grungy. It's gross. It's very dark inside. You don't really get, like, a good sense of, like, what this house, you know, was like in its prime. But seeing it now, uh. what is it? 60 years earlier mm-hmm. like i was blown away like the wallpaper in every room is just fucking insane i was like who put this together like who like which one of these family members was the interior designer for this house because it's gorgeous inside like it just it, exactly what you said candy for the eye
1: yeah it's candy for the eyes it is a visual delight i i will i another reason why this will this is like high up on my favorite horror movie list. I can watch this movie. I know for a fact I'll be able to just put this movie on and I will always be entertained because it is, it is just flat out beautiful. Uh, and also a uh, Eric knows this, a I'm very partial to the daytime horror. A rare tr- a rare treasure in in our world here. This movie takes place mostly in the broad light of day, uh, just like Midsummer. Very rare we get those, and I'll always champion a daytime horror.
2: Yeah,
0: you're right. I didn't even think about that, but with the exception of a couple, like, interior scenes scenes where we talk to, like, the family and stuff, it is all daytime, outside, very brightly sunlit, like... Does it make it less
1: less horrific but uh it's it's rare and i'll always i'll always be down for one of those so uh, again we start the movie big uh uh big letters big band music uh we open up on a shot of and correct me if i'm wrong i believe in x with the first shot also opened up with uh maxine uh sitting in front of a mirror admiring herself
0: Yep, she's sitting in front of the mirror in the strip club and she's like psyching herself up. She's got her own little mantra. She says,
1: I'm going to be a star or, you know, you're, you're, I forget what she says in those movies. But
0: I'm pretty sure she says the the quote uh, that is echoed throughout that movie and this one, which is, I will not accept a life I do not deserve.
1: Where we open up on Maxine's character in the first movie. Uh, we get Pearl, uh, also, again, played by Mia Goth, so we get another Mia Goth in front of a mirror scene to open the movie, which is nice. And uh, they absolutely have to do that for the third movie, uh, Maxine, that comes out, because if they don't, uh, it's gonna feel really awkward. Um, uh, Pearl is, uh, we come to find out, so she's wearing, she's tried on, um, some of her mother's clothes, she's wearing a dress, um, she's sort of like, Pearl's this type of character who she's... Um, she's always she's dreaming of bigger and better things. She loves the movies. She wants to be a movie star, a dancer. She wants to be famous. Um, so she's kind of having a, a little moment in front of the mirror. Eventually, it gets uh, interrupted by her mother. And this is why I wrote down uh, weird, like, crazy accent choices because this whole movie, Pearl has a very down-home southern Texas accent, but her mother is so German yes
0: she is a german immigrant
1: and it's like how is how does pearl have nothing german about the way she speaks but then but then this mother is just straight straight just like right out right out of
0: uh i think it's a good way (laughs) i think it's a good way to illustrate like right off the bat that like it's very subtle, and you know, I could be digging way deeper than you know intended, but like to me, it very quickly illustrated, like, okay, she is not interested in you know, the type of uh existence her mom has had, she's not interested in the type of life that she is living, she's you know rejected that type of uh heritage she's very clearly a down-home american texan girl even down to the the way she talks yeah
1: right yeah two different worlds they're from she she's she's caught up in that the, the hollywood hype of of the 1920s uh, or the burgeoning 1920s so anyway uh, and this is where we get like a fun you know uh mia's or pearl pearl's mother uh, scolds her, you know, for not doing her chores. And we get, this movie is full of just fantastic editing choices. Lots of, like, fun snap cuts, too, from Pearl, like, <laughs> making a face to doing something else. Like, it, it's it's quality throughout the whole film. So, like, snap cut from, from Pearl being, it, you know, in this nice, like, old Victorian German gown, uh, to just now, she's just in these, just, uh, <laughs> just, crappy overalls although again they're not dirty and musty because this whole movie they're like bright ocean blue because everything this movie yeah this whole movie is is just clean and gorgeous so she's she's in these like bright blue overalls. she's in her she, she's in her farm out but she's got to go tend to the animals um i guess to to just say it now so so basically the context of their world right now is All of the—this farm has no farmhands because they're all off to war. So the only people who are left are Pearl, her mother, and her father. But her father had recently contracted the Spanish flu, and he—it fucked him up, and now he's basically an invalid. He's a a vegetable. I
0: don't—I don't think the Spanish flu had anything to do with his condition. I think he became, um— a vegetable prior because the way that they talk about it it doesn't seem like they've been dealing with his condition short term it seems like all of the things they're going through with the father are something that they've been contending oh. with for a while i think that's what like has built up this contempt f- between uh oh you that's know, an interesting the, her uh, mother and her that's an interesting I, take i i don't think the spanish flu will get you to this vegetative state i think you would die prior
1: i was wondering about that but i was like well i'm no um virologist i don't you know who, who am i to say what the what the long-term effects of uh of the spanish flu were uh but anyway she so- refers
0: to her father as infirm yeah in another scene and that to me spoke of like a very different type of illness
1: uh but anyway, so she goes to the she goes to the the barn and this is where, you know, she she has a very Dorothy um Cinderella kind of ep- so she's speaking to, to animals the whole movie. Like a Disney princess, but like a psychotic one, you know? But she's still always talking to, to the animals. And she has like, you know, the credits just roll and the music's still playing. She's kind of having her like Disney princess introduction moment and then you get this really hilarious scene of this goose just fucking stepping into frame the door like the door of the barn is behind her and this fucking attitude ass goose just shows up and he's like what <laughs> and it, dude it had me it had me laughing so hard uh, i'm glad i was in the theater alone because right out of the gate i was i was i was cackling she just goes what are you all doing in here mr goose and then she proceeds to just... And this is where I wrote, Pearl always loved pitchforks. Because she just pitchforks the shit out of this goose. But that's where, like, the, you right before you see the, you know, <laughs> the skewering, it cuts. uh, Cuts away. And then you just see Pearl just kind of moseying over to the lake. And she's got the goose just dangling off of the edges. Pitchfork just bleeding everywhere. And she's just, like... She's so content about it. She's, you
0: know? she's hanging goose off this pitchfork and stomping, stomping around. She l- does like stomp. she's got a bucket full of fucking blueberries. She's just so <laughs> happy. She's like bloop, 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 walking around. <laughs> oh man! And this is where she feeds.
1: She she walks out to the edge of a dock, a very familiar dock that we've seen plenty of times in X. She hangs the, the goose from Pitchfork over the edge of the dock, and she calls her, her best alligator friend over. Who, Now, I'm assuming this is a different alligator from the one we see in Pearl because I don't know how alligators, how long
0: they live. That's funny because, to me, thought I thought it was, thought the, it was the exact same alligator. I was like, this has well, to be the same gator. <coughs> They're, all of the gator feeding in X is definitely learned behavior <laughs> from her youth.
1: We get this funny, the the alligator just... Right as it is about to take a big chomp on that duck, that's when we get the, you know, we get this pulled-out shot. Alligator is lunging. Pearl's, like, happily handing this goose to him, and it just goes title card.
0: Pearl. Uh, And did you catch the name of the gator? Uh, you know I what? can't remember it now. I tried to commit it to memory while I was watching. I, you know what? I, I tried. The,
1: I tried the same thing. We're gonna have to. We'll have to figure it out later. Oh man, you know what? And it is a specific. It's a very specific name too, and I, I totally forgot. Uh, and this is when some more credits roll. This is where I wrote Ty West. Like his name pops up like about seventy times in these credits, which just made me laugh. Just he's kind, of, kind of like Clive Barker. Let's just put his name everywhere as long as he can. <laughs> Now it's nighttime, we're in a dinner table scene. And the first thing I wrote is, it's corn! Because this movie, <laughs> this movie makes corn... I wanted corn so bad after I watched this movie. They show it multiple times. That's apparently one of their main things they eat for dinner. But it looks so good. It's like fucking bright yellow. It just looks like you could just take it right out of the screen and munch on it it's the most delicious looking corn i've ever seen (laughs) uh and um pearl and daddy mama and papa they're all having dinner i i I don't know if anything really developmental happens like in this in this dinner scene um you just kind of get you get more context of like the um the the divide between pearl and her mother
0: yeah it's a very very cold home very right off cold. the bat like there you know we mentioned it before the dad is like completely wheelchair bound he can't feed himself he can't even talk he can barely move his eyeballs around it seems Yeah, uh, until later if it, it, <laughs> and it's it's very evident that you know Her mother is a no-nonsense type of woman. She's got a lot on her plate. She's got to deal with this entire farm. She's got to deal with all of the house chores. Right, right. This is where raising a child.
1: Yeah, this is where we get the context of all the farm hands have left because they're off fighting in the war. The next day, uh, Pearl plans to. She's going into town because she's got to pick up medicine. Ambiguous medicine for father. Just
0: like oh, it's definitely not ambiguous. I. uh, (laughs) <laughs> she she has to get morphine for dad which comes
1: up to a it, 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 there's a point coming up in just a second that I a, another note that I took <laughs> she goes she rides her bike into town um what town I don't know I don't know where in Texas they live um she rides her bike into town it's a pretty I mean seemingly a long trip like it, you know it's the whole thing is gonna be a day affair we see everybody's masked up. Yeah, this is when we get the first the 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 tie in the, the parallel to today because she gets into town. Oh, Pearl's mom specifically was like, "Make sure you wear a mask. I don't want you bringing any more of the the, the bug in this house." Um so Pearl shows, you know, we, she rides into town, cut to her, she's in a ma- everybody's in a mask. There's like street, there's like just like infirmaries like set up like in the street.
0: There's a guy walking around too. I don't know if you saw this. There's a dude walking around with a sign like over his chest and back, um, and it says the same quote: um, "I will not accept a life I don't oh, deserve." Oh, so that really is the theme
1: of the uh, the 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 whole yeah. franchise, I would assume. I'm assuming when that's going to come up again about, insane. but we'll see. Um, so, you know, Maxine. Uh, oh, I forgot before the night before we get a scene and I wrote bath time with daddy because after dinner,
0: Oh my she, God. How did we forget about this? Bath
1: time with daddy. Right? Yeah. After the dinner scene the night before, um, Pearl is supposed to be giving her dad a sponge bath. Uh, and she later gives the excuse to her mother. She didn't want to waste the hot water. She just goes just full. She, uh, she goes, she just hangs brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in front of daddy you know he's he's stuck in this wheelchair and she just takes up all her clothes hops into
0: the uh the bubble bath and gives him a little like leg show it's it's very funny because like clearly it's a one-way conversation you know her father can't reply he can't gesture so it's just her like unburdening her intrusive thoughts on her like invalid father and it's 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 the first kind of like real indicator that like okay this is a whole family affair like it's not just mom's taking care of dad it's like everyone has to take time out of their day to sit down and take care of dad like she's giving dad a bath like
1: um and this is where she tells him that she's gonna go pick up Madison the next morning but it means that she'll also get to
0: catch the picture show pearl gets to go hang out at the nickelodeon yeah, she gets to go get slimed,
1: uh, and so the uh, <laughs> so that's cut back to where we were. Now she picks up the medicine, goes straight to the movie theater. Right, she gets to the, she goes to the picture show, and this is where I wrote I. Th- this is where I fell in love with Pearl, because she's just such like you know she the beginning of the movie is pretty tame with her. You know you don't you don't quite see her like I mean we obviously know she's got a dark side because like what the fuck are we watching otherwise. But, like, if you're just taking the movie as it comes without any context, you're like, oh, I like Pearl. She's just, like, a she's like a, a down-home southern girl. She's just dreaming of better things. Uh, but, you know, you think she's just, like, this nice, innocent girl. But in the middle of this movie, she just starts, like, chugging her dad's medicine. Like, she's getting wasted in the movie theater on her papa's fucking medicine. And I was like, Pearl she's is my swigging hero. She's morphine.
0: Just straight morphine to the fucking head in liquid form out of a glass <laughs> bottle in the middle of the movie theater, and I'm sitting there in in my seat in the movie theater with my margarita, and I was like, hell yeah, hell girl. Hell yeah.
1: I, this is where Pearl really won me over. Like, ten, ten minutes in, and I was like, I'm with you for this whole ride, Pearl. I'll, I'll take it with you. Oh, uh, fuck. I, love, I loved
0: her in the scene. So, we see some wild shit on screen, right? Yeah, like, well, not we get not our really. kind of newsreel.
1: Yeah, it's like a. Not movie. really.
0: We get some pretty hardcore war footage. Like, I think a dude gets his face exploded, no? A little bit, but I mean, it's like, it's not that un, <laughs> unheard of for the time period. I don't think it's that weird.
1: But, but, I mean, and that's not what Pearl's there for, anyway. She's there to see the girls doing the can-can and doing the, you know. She's really into dance. She loves to dance, but she wants to dance and be on the silver screen. Um, And then, so she sees the movie, she's presumably still fucking wasted on morphine, and then she stumbles, like, uh, you know, out the back, uh, she, like, looks down an alleyway and sees what we come to, who we come to know as the world's sexiest projectionist that has ever existed. (laughs) Because, let me tell you, I wanted to fuck this guy. (laughs) This dude, there's... No one, like, this guy has ever existed in in the history of time.
0: Well, there's certainly no way not, that this guy a was projectionist. a projectionist. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got flawless skin. Dude, this guy is so hot. He's so hot. And, you know,
1: obviously, like, Pearl falls, you know, um, it instantly becomes enamored. Oh, and another thing. Again, we're really bad at recapping. We'll get better as time goes on, audience. All right. But back during bath time with Daddy, the scene started with her reading uh, a a a a letter that she received from her husband because Pearl's married. She received an overseas letter from her husband who's you know fighting World War One, and she hasn't received any letters from him recently. It's been a while. In fact, before she, I think later she comes back and asks if there was any mail for her. So presumably we haven't had. You know, he may or may not be dead you know um, it's howard right it he is howard, howard but but you know who yes is the the husband in x but you know for anybody who's you know taking the story at face value we, we you know we don't know the 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 husband may or may not be dead she hasn't heard from him in a long time but she is married but i mean i would dump a husband for this projectionist because fuck is he is he really coming on strong I Um, mean, he's ten times hotter than Howard. So much hotter than Howard. Um, So Sexy Projectionist flirts with her for a while. She eventually, he offers her a cigarette. Um, They, you know, he does like the smoothest move ever where he like comes out with like the reel and he cuts out a uh, a, a little frame of the girl's dancing for her. Like, I mean, this guy knows how to get it.
0: Yeah, his game is extremely strong. For so 1918, so strong. He is he knows exactly what he's doing.
2: Yeah,
1: and you know he does like a. It's like a. It's like a meat cue and you know the nice. The nice thing, great thing about this character, never comes on strong. Like I mean, he he like is, he's putting on the moves, but he never uh, he never is creepy about it.
0: You know. Yeah, you know what? That's a, that's a, that's a decent point. Uh, he he he's very much like I'll leave the door open for you. Yeah,
1: like they could have easily made him like sleazy and creepy, but he never comes across that way. I mean, he obviously he wants to fuck Pearl, and he's putting on the moves, but he's never in the whole movie. He never forces anything, and they could have easily just also made him a creep. You know, mm-hmm. we we've seen this character type before in horror movies. It's happened, but like i actually really like this guy um i forget his i forget what his name is let's see if i can pull it up on uh and he's uh the, and he he's j- oh he doesn't have a name he's just the projectionist he's titled as the The
0: bohemian
1: <laughs> the bohemian oh yeah he, he calls himself bohemian later um played by david sweat fantastic role fantastic job um so yeah, he, and he just kind of, he gives her the, 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 the film strip, uh, and then l- lets her go on her way. He's like, you know, she'll be back.
0: He tells her like, Hey, you know, anytime you want to come by, like I'll leave the door open for you. You can come by and check out whatever movie you want. I can play whatever I want. I'm the projection.
1: Right. He says, you can come watch movies. Yeah. Whatever movie you want. I'm the projectionist. The sexiest job in 1920. And this is where now on the the bike ride back. This is where she's riding through the cornfield. And again, everybody, while you're imagining this movie as we describe it, imagine just the most colorful, vibrant, like scenes of all time. Because every everything, even the dark scenes, are still vibrant. It's it's crazy. I don't know. Like I I want more movies like this. It's insane. Um, And she's riding through this just like
0: yellow fucking golden cornfield. It looks beautiful. When they show the transitions between home and town, we have these shots that are like zoomed out from like, you know, a hundred yards away, Uh, like flat shots of her riding perfectly, like horizontally across the screen. And these were the shots that immediately to me was like, all right, flag, flag. Are these painted backgrounds? Because they look amazing.
1: Most likely. I mean, I wouldn't be able to... I Like I said, I, I just know that there are lots of painted backgrounds. I wouldn't be able to tell you which ones they were because... On top of watching the movie, taking in the beauty of it, and taking notes, I, could, I couldn't... I couldn't have been like... It would have been a too difficult job to determine which of the backgrounds were painted. But... I will. I'm actually gonna go see the movie again when Heather, uh, gets back, uh, from her from her work trip, because I have to see this movie again. So, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep more of an eye out my second time around. Um, but yeah, this is so where we. Th- this is the part of the movie where we, on her ride back, we go through a cornfield, um, and she spots just like this scarecrow. It is a pretty
0: nasty scarecrow. It is the scariest scarecrow I've ever seen. Cause it is so distinct. It's so different. It's not your usual bag head, open mouth, stitched teeth.
1: It's not overtly scary necessarily. Like it's not immediately scary. But the closer we get to it, for for a second, I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be like an actual person's like head or something. It's weird. You all are going to have to see it. It's almost like a mannequin with a mouth. You know, the best
0: way I can describe it is a almost modern mannequin style head, but it has, it has features and the construction of the head itself is like paper mache, but not with like newspaper. It's almost with like cloth bandage. And then it has these weird, like, black, like, flat black kind of, like, bulging eyes. It's just so distinct. It's so Uncanny Valley. It's like if you just were standing on the edge of the cliff and nosedived right into the Uncanny Valley. Like, head first, swan dive, perfect form, 10 out of 10, splat. I'm
1: not, yeah, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not sure we could possibly describe this scarecrow properly. You're going to have to see it because Unnerving. It, it's the one, Yeah, it's the one thing in the movie that like, I keep thinking back on and I'm like, how do I talk about this thing? It's so weird looking. Um, and it, we only get it for this one scene. It's not even a recurring like object in the movie. She, she stops, you know, Pearl stops. She sees the scarecrow. She walks over to it. It's wearing a top hat. She like take, like climbs up to the top of this scarecrow and, Um, asks it if it would like to dance, uh, and then, like, snap cut to her on the ground. um, And she just has this, like, dancing, like, scene with it. It's just this kind of... It's a fairly long scene. It's, like, a minute of her just, like, a full minute of her dancing in the field, this open part of the cornfield with the scarecrow. And then eventually, she, like... this this, This had me screaming. She, like... Drops it down on the ground, climbs on top of it, and she just like full on like like Mia Goth puts her tongue all over this fucking scarecrow. Oh god! Just like all over it, and a uh, th- this this part made me laugh again so much because she's like fucking just frenching the shit out of the scarecrow, and then she's like shocked by what she's doing, and she like smacks it and goes and just lets out this stream, to us. "I'm married." <laughs>
0: This is, like, now the second time within, what, the same day, the same span of 24 hours, that we get to really see that, like, in her isolation, she lives a very, very full, like, fantasy life. Like, she Mm -hmm. very easily loses herself in her fantastical imagination of things and, like, her immediate need to extend her existence outside of her day-to-day life
1: yeah yeah
0: i think it's really really relatable
1: oh for sure yeah 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 the way that like once if there's nobody around to check her like how quickly she just like falls into the comfortable comfortability of her her like (laughs) psychosis um it is, but it is, no, you're right, it is super relatable. I mean, I, I, like, certainly, like, it's just, like, falling into, like, what, like, that that comfortable state of, like, sub-reality, because she says it throughout the course of the movie, she she doesn't like real life. It, in fact, she says it later explicitly, she hates real life. You know, she wants to live in a fantasy world, which is why she wants to be in Hollywood, because, like, people in Hollywood live in a fuck fantasy world.
0: You know? Yeah, I mean, who could blame her? She lives on a farm in bumfuck Texas, middle of nowhere. They're she's in the meanest
1: the... German mom ever.
0: Yeah, she's at the very beginning <laughs> of, like, a two-year pandemic, and no one comes to the house. She rarely rides into town to get medicine for her father, and when she does, it's her only extension outside of farm life. So, like, yeah. even on this little trip to town and back like on her way back she has a moment she can steal for herself and i don't blame her for it at all fuck her mom
1: oh yeah no yeah fuck her mom. also they use the word pandemic in this movie and i found it very like jarring because like i know that pandemics have existed for all time but like we never really called them that in our lifetime until now so it was like whoa whoa um So yeah, so she has this weird, like, uh, sex scene with the Scarecrow, um, and then she yells at it because she's married, and then she leaves, but she does take his top hat, which comes back a bunch of times in
0: the movie as just, like, a fun little, uh, prop. She sees the face of the Projectionist flash across the Scarecrow, right? Like, that's why she starts yelling at it.
1: Yeah, because she wants to, clearly wants to fuck the Projectionist, so she starts to fuck the Scarecrow, um. (laughs) <laughs> and then she gets... She's obviously, you know, uh, upset uh, uh, because of her, her own feelings.
0: Yeah, she dons her top hat and hops on her bike and she's on her way home. I, I think the next scene we get
1: is... She arrives
0: home and Mom is pissed.
1: Um, and then Mom asks, uh, where's the change uh, that I gave you? And she's like, oh, there was none. And she, and, and Mother goes... I can count. <laughs> I, I yeah. gave you perf, perfect, perfect cash for the <laughs> for, for the medicine. I. What did you buy? And she lies because she doesn't want to say she went to the movies. Um, so she's. I, I guess I. I. I might have bought some candy for the ride home. And she's like, Well, then you can have. Then you don't get dinner.
0: Which I don't. i would never understood. She goes. You this. ate your candy. Never in my life. I. This punishment idea of, like, oh, well, you already ate something, so you don't need dinner. It's like, what the fuck? What?
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, the mother does—she sucks, and she's very harsh and cold, but she does make a very compelling argument. And we can't really say that Pearl is without fault in this movie. Like, we'll come to realize that, right? Uh, At this point, like, it seems like we should hate the mom— but like later I mean we'll we'll realize that like Pearl's probably not been very like, you know, she's probably been more in her fantasy world than we would than we originally thought. It's kind of um,
0: it's a, it's an interesting dynamic because it almost mirrors the way that Maxine and Pearl interact where right, like you yeah. have a disconnect because both of them are a very specific product of their time. Like Right yeah, there's a generational a gap
1: that's too large to cross between two people um and yeah you're right it definitely mirrors um Maxine and Pearl in in X yeah that's actually that's actually very interesting
0: but yeah so mom gets pissed off at dinner she's like all right well you already had your candy
1: Pearl's like ah but I'm hungry and it's like whatever and so we get another bath time with dad scene and this is where I wrote farm girl death grip because uh <laughs> like uh <laughs> Pearl is having another bath time nude conversation with her father and this is where she kind of like um you know she's i she's got a lot of confidence because she like you know flirted with this pro- sexy projectionist today so she's kind of like thinking like oh you know uh what you, you know like uh may, maybe it's it's you know maybe maybe I'm not meant for this life uh I I I can definitely get out of here she kind of does this thing where she like tests the limits of like you know she asks her dad if he's like even really in there you know and she's like well maybe it would be better if like uh like you just were were gone completely and she just does this like (laughs) she like grabs the dad and starts choking him and this is when his eyes start going like fucking crazy and this is the point where i was like i think the dad is like the 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 main character of this movie he's the real victim
0: it's very shocking how quickly she goes from kind of like just very sweetly talking and relating her day to her father to kind of like her psychosis taking over and being like, well, if you weren't around, it'd be a whole lot fucking easier. Yeah, and exactly. She just yeah, because... kind of like grips on him. And... Yeah, because
1: she she's she states throughout the movie that like the reason she's still on the farm is because like her dad needs her help. Less less so that her mom needs it. She's really there because she feels bad for her dad. And I'm like, you know what? I guess she would be really strong because she's like lifting bales of hay to feed cows all day. You Are know? you
0: kidding me? Those mitts Ooh, they are yeah, exactly. calloused up. They are oh. farm girl hands. She oh, got that grit. Hands. She
2: got that grit. Hey, grip. I oppose. Mm. I
1: don't. You know, I'll take. A, I'll take some grit. I'm not. A, I'm not gonna hate. I'll. You know, whatever you got to bring to the table, we'll find a way to work with it. Um, and so cut to the next day. Um, this is when we get introduced to the sister-in-law and the mother-in-law. Right, the pearls. Um husband who again was a uh, we come to learn it was a farmhand but he was sort of like a rebellious farmhand like he ran away from a wealthy family to like spite their father uh and became a farmhand on Pearl's family's uh farm and that's where he met her they became uh engaged and wed but it was always sort of like you know Just to, like, stick it to the family.
2: I
0: don't want your money, daddy. I want to go pound farm pussy till the war is over.
1: I mean, Pearl's crazy, but she's hot, man. This is where I wrote, um, her sister-in-law, uh, whose name I believe is Mitzi, Mm -hmm. is wearing, in this scene, the most ridiculous, like, fox shawl it's one of those things where it's like the full fox like stretched out to like wrap around the whole human body it is the
0: inevitable fate of everything that occurs in where the red fern goes <laughs> it is what happens when you send bloodhounds out to oh my foxes. god yeah you end up with this woman who is wearing an entire fox around her shoulders to sit
1: in the a motor car fox. All the paws, all the paws, the whole head, the tail, all of it wrapped around this chick. Uh, the mom, the the mother-in-law brings in like a whole, you know, suckling pig, you know, like a roast pig, and you can just hear in the distance while M- Mitzi and Pearl are talking. You hear the German, <laughs> you hear the German mother go, "We do not take handouts." <laughs> and, and the, and the mother-in-law's like, well, you just fucking take the pig, basically. Like, she doesn't say that, but she's like, Jesus fucking Christ, just take the
0: pig. Which is ridiculous. Like, um, bitch, this woman, whether or not she prepared this pig for you, paid for this shit. She still, rode out in her fucking yeah, motor a, car miles. This ain't 2020—yeah, this
1: ain't 2022. This is, like, people needed pigs to, like—like, like, this is a full animal that could have sustained a farm— you know, like th- this is not this is a different time. If someone kills their pig for you and roasts it and brings it to you in a pan, like you better eat it. And this pig actually becomes a it, this pig is actually basically becomes like a symbolism for like
0: pearls. It's a very, sort very of good in, thermometer. In her, yeah, yeah. For her mental state.
1: Exactly. It, so like from here on out, the the second this pig, because the mom just leaves the pig out on the porch from the scene on. And you're right. It becomes a thermometer for, uh, if th- the pig, cooked and ready to eat, is the 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 best Pearl's mental state is gonna be, it uh, it's only downhill. And from-
0: it's also like as much as it is a reflection of her mental state, it's also like almost a reflection of her hopes and dreams too, right? Like so, yeah, it is. She-
1: it's the it's the it, it represents the slow decay, uh, you know. Of Pearl's uh, dreams and aspirations and mental state at the hands of
0: her mother. So like this scene, we find out uh, Mitzi has come to not only drop off this pig, but let her know that there is a dance troupe Oh yeah, that is going to be recruiting. They're touring through Texas and they're recruiting talent. Um, right, right, because they're they're drumming up uh, fundraising for the war effort. Uh, so they're going to be trying to find local girls to dance in this troupe and tour across Texas. It's so funny. They're like they're gonna go across the whole state, and it's like the whole I Texas, mean, is Texas, Texas, Texas is huge. Texas is huge, but it's just so funny to think that like these girls have probably never even been outside of Texas in their entire lives
1: oh no never never back in in 1918 like you know why would you leave your town ta- i mean barely you, people don't leave their farms let alone leave their town
0: or their state it's dangerous out they there. they talk right? about this small like church dance troupe as if they're going on a world tour with bts
1: oh yeah exactly it, i mean that's the that's basically what it was back then though um So, yeah, so Pearl gets word of this, uh, the, the Mitzi convinces Pearl, oh, we're like, why don't you come with me? We'll go together. Like it'll, and then she says, uh, you know, sister-in-law has got to stick together in case you hadn't already fucking put the context clues together that they were, (laughs) that those were the sister-in-law and the mother-in-law. I thought I was being like, I thought I was being clever and like connecting dots on my own. And then they just said it and I was like, well, I guess (laughs) fuck. Um, and so this is where, uh, and I wrote again. Again, Colors. This movie, just, like, it's, like, tell me if you disagree. But this movie, like, even though it's a horror movie and, like, a psychological just fucking, like, deep dive into insanity, it just really makes you feel welcome. Like, it makes you feel like you just want, like, it's, like, inviting you in. Every scene. Every, like, just so much color, so much light. And and even in the dark scenes, the movie's just, like, come on in, man. Just, just take a load off. We're here for like, you. Like,
0: everything about it. Like, you have the score, like, this o- orchestral score. You have the hyper-saturated Which technicolor. You have, like, this ridiculous yeah. film grain over it that makes it, like, impossible to, you know, focus on. But it's all, like, a language of inviting and comforting, like, cinema. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it yeah, echoes back it's just, to, yeah, it's, like, only positive movies like
1: so yeah now uh pearl goes back to town again i don't know if we get any context for why i'm assuming it's like another medicine run or do, oh no or is this does she just sneak away oh no no yeah this is this is true no she does sneak away because she wants to go back into town um she wants to talk to uh the projectionist um because there's a scene there's kind of like a a a a play on a horror movie scene where she's sneaking around trying to get not caught by her mom
0: oh she's trying on the dresses yeah
1: there's like a part where she's like looking out the window and mom's out there with dad um and then she looks back out the window and then they're gone and she's like well where'd they go yeah so she's trying on dresses she goes back to the town she uh needs to see the projectionist again uh and this is where we get to see french porn
0: oh my god the goofiest (laughs) french porn
1: oh my god yeah it's like you know that like weird like timing that old movies have where everyone seems to be moving like too fast and i don't know why because i don't know enough about old i got you hold on it's low
0: frame rates so the idea is that they capture not enough in-betweens and as a result it looks herky-jerky just because they have a Uh, slow frame rate because most of the cameras are like hand crank.
1: And it's funny because Herky Jerky might have been the name of that porno.
0: (laughs) There was a lot of ass grabbing in that porno. It was, it was, there was so much, it was really aggressive ass grabbing. It looked like that person, the, the male in that film, well, hold on, let's, (laughs) so she shows up at the projectionist, right? And he's like, oh, let's watch a movie. And she's like, well, I don't really know any movies. And he's like, I know tons of movies. How about this one?
1: Yeah, she suggests the one that she'd already seen. He's like, "Nah, you seen that? I got one for you."
0: So he pulls out this stag and it's like, film. Oh, you
1: liked the girl? Yeah. He goes, "Oh, you liked the girls dancing?
0: <laughs> I'd like to watch two French girls get fucked in the woods." And uh, so he puts on <laughs> he puts on this you know goofy nineteen eighteen porno, which is essentially two two chicks and a dude uh, having a Picnic with their asses out. <laughs> yeah, an ass picnic. We've all had those. um But yeah, but I mean, it is
1: goofy to us. But yeah, it, it's you know, it's the first time she's she's barely seen movies, let alone fucking pornos. You know, like this is like Pearl's like mesmerized by this, which is to be fair, I I probably would be too if I'd never. I mean, actually, I I was when I was eleven and the first time I saw naked ladies. So I understand. <laughs> I understand where poor Pearl's coming from.
0: It's just so funny. Like, she's seeing this at, like, in her mid, what, 20s? Yeah. And, like, she is just, like, completely captivated. This guy is completely selling it to her. He's like, yeah, this is the type of movies they're making in France. Like, it's kind of underground, and, like, y- you can't right, show it. Right, she goes, it. is this legal?
1: Yeah. And he's like, well, it will be eventually, which... It's, it's funny. It's a little nod to the original movie. Yeah. Know? Because the whole original movie is based on making porns. You well, know? Fu-
0: there was a weird uh, shot where, like, the, you can kind of see. I said see- making porns. That felt <laughs> weird coming out of my making mouth. Making porns? <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I?
1: What am I? Some, like, old boomer who's never seen it?
0: But, you know, he, he kind of fills her in. Like, she gets to kind of see the projection room. She sees that there's a bed in there. There's a suitcase. So she's kind of like, do you, what's going on? Do you live here? And he's like, well, I don't really live anywhere. Yeah, I'm what they un- call Bohemian. <laughs> <laughs> so I can pack up and leave whenever I want. I, I live everywhere. And she's, this is yeah. like panty dropping to her she's like this is the life i want to live like i want to be able to go wherever i want do whatever i want it's just completely a hundred percent 180 from the type of life that she lives now
1: yeah she's she's really she's super super into it is this where he like comes on to her and then she just decides like she's got to go yeah
0: he she's kind of asking him like hey like what do you think like there's this tryout. like should i should i do it and he's like yeah like what the fuck else are you doing you live on a farm in the middle of nowhere like why wouldn't you try out for it like you're gorgeous right you have no idea how beautiful you are like you should absolutely try out for this thing so she's like oh man This worldly individual thinks that I'm ready for the big time. Fuck yeah. I got I'm overwhelmed. I got to go home.
1: Yeah. He's very encouraging to her about following her, her dreams of stardom. And this is where like, so now Pearl goes back home. She sneaks in. This is where I wrote because I was positive that her mother was going to catch her sneaking back in and i even preemptively wrote does sneaking back into a house ever work in any movie ever but it actually does in this movie cuz she doesn't get caught she just catches her mother crying herself to sleep which is like
0: a weird <laughs> oh, moment so sad her mom is in bed it's with dad so sad. and she is just like heavy weeping just bawling weeping
1: heavy heavy weeping herself to sleep and i was like oh that made me feel bad (laughs) i thought she was gonna get in trouble i was ready i was ready to hate mom more but now i feel
2: sad okay so
0: this was the point of the movie that to me i'm like all right She's clearly having a terrible life. She's already expressed how difficult her life is. Mom is also having a terrible life, clearly oh, yeah. expressing how difficult her life is. Why don't they both just come together and farm grip this dad down? Why don't they just get rid of dad, because, sell off the farm? Because
1: mom loves dad. She says it later. It's it's just... Uh, uh. Not everybody wants to death grip their husband just because he's an invalid, Eric.
0: Strong disagree. <laughs> everybody does. If you think about it, if you think about it, she's letting vegetables run their entire lives.
1: I mean, you're right.
0: Every type.
1: That's really a rude way of putting it, but that that's a horrible way to put it. But <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, the next relevant thing that happens is they're having like another family dinner and the the mother found a pamphlet for that like dance competition or that like you know casting call you know she like found it in in pearls i don't know dress or whatever so she like kind of confronts her because i don't think anything else happens
0: oh no we have this okay so that's when she rolls that out yeah she tries to feed her dad to alligator, right?
1: So before that dinner, she spends the day. She she takes her because this is where she's like, Pearl's like getting ready. She's like contemplating what she's gonna be. You know, she's like, all right, if I'm really gonna be moving on to the next stage of life, like it can't be. She really loves dad, but she can't have him around.
0: Yeah, it seems like the only compassion she has for her parents is you know manifesting is for dad. dad.
1: She loves she. She loves her dad. She feels bad for him. But I guess not that bad. Because she wheels him out to the... And this is another reason why I think... The dad is such a tragic figure in this movie. Because every step of the way... Pearl is like... A second away from murdering. Every time they're alone... Pearl could murder him at any second. And he seems to know it. Like his eyes... The whole movie are like just... This daughter of mine is going to put an end to me. Yeah, he
0: seems pretty much exhausted A- A- beyond belief in any other scene. And then the second he's alone with Pearl, his eyes are darting around like, help, please help. Like, oh, shit! Who left me alone with her? Oh, no. So Pearl wheels him out. She's like, I
1: got to do it, daddy. She's like, you wouldn't want to live like this. I don't even know if you're in there anymore. And she's oh, yeah, again, the whole movie. She's, Mia Goth is so charming with this fucking Southern Belle accent, too. You know, like you just like I could just like soak in if Mia Goth could just speak to me as Pearl for like ever. I could just listen. It's
0: funny, too, because it is distinctly different than Maxine's accent.
1: Yeah, she's she she is a completely different character. There's no overlap. Mia Goth does a fantastic job. She's tremendous. She needs she should get an Oscar for this movie. And we're not even at the part yet, and I think she deserves it now. We're not even at the part that really sells it, Um, but so she basically like she leads dad out to the dock, and she's like clearly gonna, she's about to feed him to the gator, but old Mama Ruth shows up and stops her, and that's where we get another dinner scene where again I have marked it's cone again because again. The whole table is just nothing but the most delicious-looking corn. It's so it looks so juicy. It has juice I, to the, right now. Right, it's got juice. <laughs> um, it, and right now I want corn. Just talking about this movie. Um, and this is where the the mom has the big confrontation with Ruth. She pulls out the flyer. Ruth like is just like I just wanna I just wanna dance. I love dancing. And Ruth is just, like, Mom is just having none of it. She's like, this is fucking stupid. This is crazy. She just, like, lays a whole heap of guilt trip on her. Yeah, she Um, just
2: shits
0: on her dream. She's like, how the fuck do you think I'm gonna, like, take care of your father, the farm, all of this shit without you? Like, you think you're gonna go dance? They're gonna fucking laugh at you? Like, you're just not cut out for this. And she's rightfully defending herself. Yeah, I mean... Pearl just wants to, like,
1: have... She even says, like, please, just let me do it. Like, you know, if I fail, I fail. I'll come back, and I'll never say anything about it. You know, and whether or not that's true, I don't know. But she's trying, you know? Like, Pearl's just like, I just... Please, let me, like, get... Try and get out of here. Like, let me try and make something more of this life. Like, I hate... I hate
0: what we're doing here. It was at this point of the movie that it dawned on me, like, wow, how many other like i know it's a movie i know it's fantasy how many other women and you know men too but went through this type of like you know mental turmoil so many, dude. Like, i mean throughout the years yeah. of like dude like you have no idea the type of world that is out there like please let me go spread my wings like how many of these chicks were out just murdering a whole family full of people oh
1: murder oh, oh. <laughs> murdering to get there i don't know about as many i was gonna say lots of women definitely felt this way because like why wouldn't they Now, family annihilating that. That's what I want the numbers on. Uh, I
0: know there are endless scores of women out there who are like, I wish I had a better life. What I want to know is how many many of them out there were like, I am ready to kill my family to get to Hollywood.
1: Yeah. And and so this scene kind of like, this is a pretty long drawn out scene and not drawn out in a bad way. It's just like it's a very extrapolated scene of this like conflict, this like confrontation between mother and daughter. uh Tandy Wright is the actress who plays the mother who plays Ruth. She does a amazing job. uh she it's just and you can feel the two of them just like like smashing into each other emotionally and and neither one of them is really wrong either, you know like yeah like pearl pearl should be able to go out and like you want her to be able to go out and do this but also like ruth is right like it's wartime they've got no help dad's got you know spanish flu or pearl flu who knows how he got it (laughs) but like he's he's out of commission you know she's not wrong either you know and she even says like it's just us it's you and me but like Pearl's like, well, I don't want it to be you and me. Like I want it to, like I want it to be. I, I want, to want to be go out <laughs> and and live my own life. I well, she's like, I want to live my own life. You know, it's like it's a, a very commendable aspiration. Like you understand both points of view. It's like super well written, a- and the two actresses are just on fire during this scene. Well, and literally in a second. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> but like, they're they're they're, oh, no. they're just they're just so. They're so good. They play off each other so well. It's like, it, it is a, it's like, I, it's a really heartbreaking scene Uh, because you really, like, it's for the first time, you kind of get, get mom's point, you know? Uh, it sucks, but like, she's realistic about it, you know? The, that's the thing is they're living in, they're living in completely opposite worlds. Mom's in the real world. Pearl is... Way out in Pearl land.
0: Like, Pearl has her whole life ahead of her. She's, you know, fantasizing about what could be, and her mom is just very stuck in a a realistic world of, like, hey, somebody's got to grab the fucking chicken eggs out them chicken asses and put them on these plates. Somebody's got to till those fields. Somebody's got to turn these vegetables, your father included. (laughs) Like, I think specifically she says something along the lines of you know, how do you think I feel like this is my husband? He was supposed to be my husband, and now I have to take care of him like I'm his mother. Yeah, she
1: goes... Oh my god, that scene hit me so hard. That part of the scene hit me so hard where she goes, He was supposed to be my husband. I wasn't supposed to be his mother. Like, uh, it felt like it 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 hurt, man. It it was like rough. It's it's brutal. It's so well acted, it hurts. The the two of them like get into like sort of a slapping match. Like it, it devolves into this like um very um primal just, they just start hitting each other, and eventually Pearl just, like, screams and, like, pushes her mom back, and she stumbles and trips into the fireplace and just goes up like she's been bathing in kerosene since She lights up like the dad from Hereditary. She <laughs> is like, and it is on. Like, magic is involved. Like, almost like a demon was waiting for the word, man. She goes up instantly. And as quick as she goes up in flames, she goes down in the dirt, man. Uh, Pearl kind of like puts her out, but this lady is melted. Well, oh wait, hold on.
0: Pearl grabs a boiling pot of water, <laughs> oh, corn dude, I water. Forgot. Oh my god, I wrote that. She it's grabs, grabs the she boiling got- corn water and <laughs> throws it on her. <laughs> oh my fucking god! How did I forget
1: it? How did I forget to mention? You pour boiling water on the burning woman. <laughs> oh, I was crying. I was crying. In the there was theater. me
0: and one other guy in my row. I was like very like dead center of the theater. There was like a group of five people, two rows above me. And there was a guy like five seats away from me to the right. And I think all of us we're just, like, <laughs> watching Dude, her pour this fucking with corn
1: water. water. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny. And she doesn't do it to be mean. She's like, I got to put my mom out. But the first thing she finds is clearly boiling corn water. Holy shit. It's so fucking funny. Oh, what a good touch, Ty West. Mwah. Thank you. Probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, and then, so like from here on out, it's it, it's a quick, just descent. It's like the heart of darkness from here on out. Pearl wheels her father into the bedroom, dumps her mom down the stairs into the cellar, flees the house, goes to the project. She goes. She rides her bike to town, knocks out, slams on the projectionist door. He opens. She instantly starts. She just jumps his bones right. Jumps his game. bones, a hundred percent oh yeah for sure he doesn't even question it it's the dead of night and he's just like well all right i'm bohemian (laughs) takes her in then we proceed to have like a film reel sex nightmare you know where we got like the film reel sounds in the background movie you know aesthetic is playing we got like the lights the cameras uh pearls like fucking people but like her parents like show up it's just like it's like a fever dream of like sex and and things that make Pearl
0: uncomfortable. Film real sex nightmare sounds like the title of a Chiodo song that would be on my playlists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, film real sex
1: nightmare. And that's the best way I could describe it. That was my note. She wakes up, I think, like the next morning, and so this was the this is the day of the 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 dance off, the big like you know event, troop tryout that she's been. The group tryout. But she wakes up in bed with this, uh, you know, with the projectionist. She, she goes, oh, I have to go home. He's like, oh, well, let me drive you. Well, She, she goes, I have to go. And he goes, well, let me, I'll, I'll take you wherever you need. I thought she wanted to go home, you know, because I thought she was going to, like, just, like, try to deal with the aftermath of, you know, uh, Familicide. But <laughs> I, sh- she, it's, it's, Immediately, she's like, "I've got the dance. I've got the tryouts today." Completely
0: forgetting like, that both of her ju- parents her, are just she dead, burned yeah.
1: alive. Her she, she well, her dad's not dead. She just kind of wheeled him into a room and left him there. But her mom is dumped, burned to the bottom of a stairwell. But the only thing she's thinking of is like, "Oh shit, the tryouts! <laughs> I'll never make the dance squad." And, and uh, then so, oh no. And so you you get cut to a scene of the projectionist. He's like you know, one hand in the wheel. This dude is so hot, man. He's too good for this movie. He's, like, one hand driving on his, like, fucking jalopy down the dirt road. Uh, He's got one arm around Pearl. And I'm like, Pearl, what are you fucking doing?
0: Well, this is, we can see why that uh, the stepsister was wearing a full fox shawl because she's driving Mm -hmm. in this uncovered motor carriage, freezing her ass off in the morning wind.
1: It's got to be cold. Um, they drive, they're driving down the dirt road, they drive past a, uh, a soldier in his, you know, like, uh, fatigues, he's walking home, and <laughs> it's, I don't think this is Howard, I don't think this is supposed to be, no, Pearl's husband, but it could be, because he's wearing a mask, you know, sh- she doesn't know who it is, but you, Pearl just has his face on, because the projectionist is like, you know him, and Pearl <laughs> just gets his face like, ah, oh, it might be my
2: Hunting, you know? <laughs> she like, like rolls she's her so eyes just like, oh, fucking. shit!"
1: She's so annoyed. Like, "Ugh, I forgot about this fucking guy that I." We married.
0: forgot to mention it before, um, which, which <gasps> it, I think might be our catchphrase. But there's a shot where I she's, forgot to mention, where she's kind of just like imagining everything that's going on in her life. She's caught up in her fantasies. Oh my god! And you get a shot of Howard. Like walking up the long drive to the farm, and right that happens a couple him times. And you're like, you get a Whoa, couple. Holy shit, he's here! And then he fucking gets yeah. hit with like a mortar shell, and he and pops explodes. like a fucking gusher. Oh my god! Yeah, it's actually in the that scene's actually in the trailer.
1: Um, towards the end of the trailer, um, turns out it's actually like a dream moment like a uh, a hallucination or not even maybe like it's a, in the a, film a strip nightmare imagination it film might be real in sex. the <laughs> film real sex nightmare um the explosion doesn't happen but she has that like kind of like mental image throughout the course of the film is like uh Howard you know finally walking up because the whole time she's waiting on Howard to get home and take her away from the farm. The whole movie she's like I'll get to leave once my husband is home. The only reason she lives on the farm is because she was supposed to be taken away from all of the shit that she hates. That's, you know, from her with her husband. But then he went to war and then she was st- stuck at home taking care of her family that hates her. They're driving home. Projectionist. The poor guy. Doesn't know what's coming. Uh, they he drives her to her house and and this is where like they she walks in she's like you wait here because i got to make sure that the gore is acceptable yeah the the projectionist looks at the pig that is still so up until now we've been getting like progressively like grosser m- grosser like more like the the this this suckling pig that the mother-in-law gave th- to the family has been just like slowly decaying over the course of the movie and now it's just like full of maggots you get the shot where the foley work on this is great because every time i watched every time a little maggot like falls off the pig into the tin can you hear a little yeah good 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 sound design man they did a good job pearl goes in she makes sure like her dad is fine she checks on her mom she's still dead well she's not dead she's just a
0: groaning well, mass
1: co- coma yeah yeah make sure she's not gonna get up Um, while her company is here, um, she, like, the guy, she's like, all right, y'all can come in. And then, like, he comes in, she's like, this is my daddy. And he's like, (laughs) you know, he's just, like, so, like, please save me, (laughs) help us. And, you know, the guy's just like, well, it's nice to meet you, sir. I'm like,
0: yeah, she's got him wheeled into, like, the, the, what do they call this, it would be almost like a the drawing room, or the game room, like yeah, the drawing,
1: the drawing, yeah, like the I think they have like a,
0: a phonograph or something in the room. It's it's like the type of room where you would occupy company, but like he's sitting there in his old timey wheelchair, and this dude is like, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you." And the dad is like crying and doing everything he can to try and like signal.
1: Yeah, just please, just signal with his eyes, like, please help us, please.
0: She's like, anyway, that's daddy. Let's go upstairs and Nick. When Pearl
1: is first trying to get the house ready, she, like, is, she's trying to tidy up her dad in the bedroom, you know, or in the the, uh, drawing room. She's tidying him up. She's like, I got, I got company. And, like, this bird in a birdcage the whole time is, like, tweeting. There's just this one little thing and I, I have to imagine, like, Mia Goth, this can't couldn't have been scripted. It has to have been just an off-the-cuff moment. But she's, like, trying to tidy him up. And keep in mind that, like, Pearl has been, like, talking to the animals this whole movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like a Cinderella type or a Snow White, you know? she's trying to tidy up her dad and, like, get ready so she can, like, fuck her, uh, her projectionist friend. And the bird is tweeting, and as she's walking past, she checks the window, and then the bird tweets, and she goes, shush! Like, she's trying to, like, she's like, shut up! You know? She's just being, like, rude to her bird friend. It was just so funny, and I can't imagine that they wrote that in the script. It had to have been just, like, Mia Goth in the heat of the moment, just, like, telling this bird to shut up, you know? (laughs) It just felt it was it was super funny, and it just felt very like a very honest actor moment, a very real, uh, yeah, yeah. Just it was just so funny, and so she invites you know yeah she invites the projectionist in, and then he meets the father, and then she brings him upstairs. She she tries to fuck him in her old bedroom, and this is like the point where this guy is really is. Like the least horny horror dude ever because he understands that the situation that he's in is very uncomfortable and he's not trying to fuck her right now.
0: Yeah, he's very much like, What is happening in this house? Like, what is going on? He starts yeah, he keeps, hearing, like, the he keeps hearing weird noises. Yeah, he starts hearing uh Ruth in the basement kind of like thumping on the door and he's like, Do you hear that? Like, what is that? And she's like, D- Don't you never mind. <laughs>
1: She goes, yeah. She goes. It's just my dog. We keep him in the basement because he misbehaves. Oh,
0: that's right. She does very, very hard commit to this dog lie.
1: Yeah, she commits. She says like, "It's my dog. He misbehaves. We keep him in the basement." And then, uh, eventually, yeah. Projectionist is just like, listen, you know, uh, I
0: like, uh, let's go, let's go check outside. She she kind of gives him the tour, right? She brings him down to the. F- the barn yeah this is she's like these are all my buddies
1: yeah yeah she goes these are all my animal friends because i'm a disney princess you know i talk to them i do my dances and my shows with them Uh, and then he goes oh well what about the dog she goes oh well we don't have a dog and he goes um but but i thought you said you you had a dog you keep him in the cellar and she goes oh uh and you just see her whole like you can see in 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 her eyes, like the whole lie break yeah, down. Yeah, everything she melts cannot, around like, her.
0: She's just like fuck.
1: Everything. Yeah, it's not pot. She's like can't even fathom a, a way of coming back. Even though like it would probably be pretty easy to kind of like double down on a lie and come up with something else, but she just can't.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. She's not like I. There's something about her her mental state her psychosis whatever her diagnosis is it it's not the type of thing where it's <clears throat> like oh i have to continuously support this lie it's very on the fly it's very like in the moment and it, the the structure of her fantasy is not dependent on her actions like she can just build up whatever it is that she wants to say to these people and the second that it it doesn't add up to them it's like all right well whoopsie doodles
1: and so the projectionist is like uh you know what i uh i got i gotta go uh i gotta go you know i got i gotta start the reels you know like i gotta be i got a job to do and she goes did I do something wrong? She does such a good, good job, like because she, you know, she over the course of the movie, she does make a point to say that she's like not stupid, you know, mm-hmm. like she's good at reading people, and so he's like, oh no, you know, no, you didn't do, you didn't do anything wrong. I just, uh, I gotta go. And she, did, like, I really like the line where she goes, then why'd you go cold on me? You know, I like something about the way she said it, like was like really. Uh, like I, I don't know it was just like such a good line and she delivered it so well and so it, and the whole conversation just goes like he's just trying to get out of there like he's just trying to get out of an awkward situation and he's like oh no no nothing's wrong just like uh, you know I gotta get back Uh, you know you gotta uh, he tries to be nice he's like hey you got that audition to go go you know do well on good luck uh, and she just starts freaking
0: out yeah anymore. it's like she immediately realizes like oh he is no longer in the same fantasy that i am like during the
1: conversation with her mother before she gets burned alive her mother specifically says something's wrong with you pearl i've known it for a long time you can't exist in the real world and she's she's like there's there's something wrong with you and i won't let it get a- out of this farm You know, she says, like, it's her biggest regret that, like, she, she, that Pearl is the way she is. She's like, I've, her mom goes, like, I've seen what you do with those animals. Like, I've seen the way you behave in secret. You think people won't notice? You know, she's like, she basically says, like, you're a monster, and I know it, and you know it. And it's a matter of time before everybody else knows.
0: Yeah, she's pretty, pretty much, like, telling her, like, look, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be accepted in the real world. Like, she's like, you're a serial killer. I know it. You
1: know it. (laughs) and and that's just the way it is and pearl like that's that's what really sets pearl off that's how they end up slapping each other the greatest thing about mia goth's performance is once her mom says that in that scene you can see that statement way on her for the rest of the movie
0: yeah like she's very self-aware that like oh there is something different like there is something weird. Like, what? What exactly is it that I'm lacking?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so this is when you know the the guy, the projectionist, tries to get get out. Pearl like screams at him. She's like, "Well, why would you go cold on me?" And he's like, oh, "You didn't. You didn't do anything." And she's like, "Well, a second ago, everything was fine. What did I do wrong?" You know, she starts freaking out at him. She's scream queen, man. She can just belt it, dude. The the way she's just like lets it all out in these scenes. So she she like freaks out at the uh, the projectionist. He kind of like, he, he, he backs out of the barn. He gets into his car. He starts driving away. And then he's like, he's kind of like looking for her, you know? You get these like, this. it's this very tense scene. Again, all in vibrant fucking technicolor. Uh, and like the camera like is looking around and then you get that like pan and she's right there. And she's like, I forget what she says, but like, it's basically like, I won't let you do this to me. And she like, just fucking stabs the shit out of this dude with the pitchfork. And it's so brutal because she like stabs him and then lets it go. And he still tries to like drive away and blood is just pouring out of him from like the pitchfork wounds coming out of his mouth. And she stabs him again before he drives even further. And then he's like still trying to go, but he's going so slow. And she's like running next to him with the pitchfork, screaming at him. What oh, cracks
0: me up is. is that I think she hits him, like, two or three times, and oh, then as the, like, pitchfork is coming up out of his chest, the car starts rolling away, and the momentum of the car kind of spins her around and falls her over with her arms, like, way over her head with the pitchfork. She's like, ah, whoops, <laughs> like, kind of falls over. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. She's, like, not even, like, totally ready for it. It's just, oh, it's so funny.
0: But does he make it all the way down to the swamp in the car at this point? No, no. He
1: just kind of dies off. You know, he makes it, like, a little bit down there, dirt road. And then it, it just, the car just kind of veers off and stops and he dies, just bleeds out. Uh, and this is when he kicks her mom down more stairs?
0: Yeah. So she opens the door and Ruth is at the top of the stairs, right? Oh, wait, because she
1: climbed up.
0: Yeah. So she kicks her mom down the stairs, and she's like, fuck you, Mom. And she kind of like... And then she smothers her dad. Yeah, she walks out into the drawing room, and she's like, sorry, Dad, I gotta go and try out for this dance troupe, and you know they're definitely gonna take me, so here's the pillowcase. Oh,
1: and I can't leave if you're here, so you gotta go. Yeah, so she smothers her dad with a pillow kills the mom and then she boots the fucking car into the swamp and then you see the alligator swimming towards the car so it can eat the uh, projectionist's corpse now a question is that car in the swamp in the first movie do we ever see anything like it
0: yeah i'm pretty we sure do. okay i'm pretty I was sure almost positive kid cuddy's character is like walking around the swamp looking for pearl like he he, sees it, there's right? a scene where he's helping Howard try to find Pearl, and he's taking a lap around, and he gets to like a part, like a swampy part right. of the like pond where he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And there's a car. That's in... what I thought.
1: That's what I I'm, thought.
0: I'm pretty sure it's there.
1: I'm gonna have to check later just to dub- just double down. But I was positive. I was like, "That has to be something we saw in X." Like it's. It seems so specific, and I I remember it, you know? Because I feel like he
0: sees it, and he's like, what the fuck is this here? Like, what the fuck is this? And, like, that's when... I'm pretty sure that's when he gets offed in that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. He gets shotgunned uh, into the swamp. Um, dad's dead, Mom's dead, Projectionist is dead. Uh, Mia... Or, not Mia, uh... Goose pur- dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pearl uh pearl gets it she goes up to her house she puts on this like just iconic red dress dude this dress looks so good on her
0: yeah it's pretty sick it's like very it's saloony. A, it's like yeah, red it's saloon, with like black lace broad,
1: just scarlet red dre- lace red lace dress oh it looks so good it, it's such a good costume and she shows up. She gets in line. She like just has biked herself over to uh to the this. And like she's got a suitcase. World.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. She's got. She's a suitcase got. For she's there. ready to go. She's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna dance, and I am gonna be off. I'm gonna be out of here. I'm yeah. so glad that I just did all that shit at the farm because I'm never going back.
1: Yeah. And so she finds Mitzi. Mitzi's there. She's like, Oh hey, come sit with me. There, and it's this is. Every, like, shot of this is, like, kind of, like, pulled out and, like, very, like, you know, removed from the situation, you know? Not every shot, because, like, when we have shots of, like, Mitzi and Pearl talking to each other, they're close-up. But, like, every other shot is, like, very pulled out and very just, like, removed from the situation and and heartless, almost very cold. Because it's Mm -hmm. just shots—it's shots of, like, you know, this person coming out of the door and being, like, next— and then, like, one girl will come out crying, and then the next girl will go in, you know? And then that girl will come mm-hmm. out crying, and then the next girl will go in. And Mitzi and Pearl are talking the whole time, and eventually it goes to, like... And, oh, and, like, uh, you know, Pearl, she's this, like, dark figure, you know? She's got this dark hair, dark eyes. Mitzi is blonde-haired, blue-eyed, classic Americana, you know? Um, And so Mitzi's getting nervous, she goes, Oh, Pearl, switch with me. Uh, there's even a scene or, or I think part of the conversation is where Mitzi goes, like, well, if I if it's not if they don't pick me, I hope they pick you. Uh and then Pearl goes, it, it, it'll, it'll be me. It's it's
0: because Pearl is sitting, sitting there in like almost um like a monastic trance. She is like, Yeah, it must <laughs> be me. It yeah, must it must be it
1: has me. to be me. Eventually. You know, Mitzi goes, switch with me, I'm too nervous. Switches to Pearl, Pearl goes first. Pearl gets escorted in. This is where we get the X.
0: Yeah, they get her up on stage. She
1: goes, stand right here. She looks down, you get like a camera angle of Pearl's feet standing on top of an X. We did it. We connected the movies.
0: This is where we have a really fun, uh, like, performance dance number. It's very, like... Oh my uh, god, it's it's like Dude. high production stage, like dance. It's like, a sta- it's like a stage
1: show, you know, like an old timey, like wartime stage show. But it's all in her head. Really, it's just Pearl dancing. But it, and it starts out with just Pearl. But then eventually the curtains open up, not for real in the context of the movie, but in like Pearl's head. You know, we kind of fill out the dance. But man, those like first couple seconds of just Pearl dancing, I thought I was going to, I have, you you know, you know me, I get that kind of like awkward, you know, like that like secondhand awkward anxiety where like, I get like severe heartburn because I'm
0: embarrassed for people. It's secondhand shame.
1: Yeah. I get that really bad and I I was worried that it was going to be like a full like 10 minute scene of that being, you know, forced upon me.
0: Of just like her dancing, like to the camera quietly, with no yeah, with just the piano, yeah. But luckily, they they fill it out with like a fun
1: dance scene, you know, where she's like, you know, imagining what it's gonna be like on the on the stage with all the other dancers and the fireworks going off and the other soldiers are cheering, you know. And it's It's like like a very,
0: it's like a very upside downy, like uso show almost because like the backdrop is like the trenches of world war one and all of the girls that come out and dance beside her are all in their army fatigues and they're all like covered in dirt and yeah it's like that it's like the scenes in uh
1: the scenes in the first captain america movie you know where they're like they have the where he's like the mascot you know
0: yeah that kind of thing he's doing his uso promotions
1: Exactly, but it's fun. It's fun because, like, at least you get the 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 spectacle, the music, the other dancers, you know. But Pearl still isn't like that great. She's not like no, even in the the dance itself, like even in
0: that performance, in her fantasy performance, she is dancing like just okay, and it's just enough on beat, but it's like. It's like as if a dance troupe went through their, like, first draft. They're like, all right, this is where you stand. This is kind of what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. It's not really, like, fine-tuned. It's not, you know. Yeah, it's so awkward. It it honestly doesn't have that X factor that they're looking for.
1: It doesn't. And you get this long scene, but at least you get to live in it for the moment with Pearl. And she's so, it's so heartbreaking because she's so happy. Like, she's like, this is it. I'm doing it. And then they just go next you know it's just as cold as that and this is where you just get this complete fucking mental breakdown of her where she just like you know she's like pleading she's like please like i can do it again like i i i'm a star you know and we get this we get this scene where like uh, part of the scene where like the the lady who's supposed to be like you know ushering in and out the talent you know like she's like come on you don't want to make a scene and you get this one scream. I can't... I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm, we're not going to try and replicate it here. But got she screams, I'm a star. And then she screams it again. And it's like, she's... Like, snot's coming out of her m- nose. Like, she's crying. Her mouth goes like... Like, her throat is completely hoarse. Like, she doesn't even get out the word star. She, like, screams it so hard that, like... It, it, it's like you
0: feel it in your soul it's it's fucking brutal man because it's, it's, cr- it's not it's even it's not even like necessarily a scream of defeat it's like desperation it's yeah like, it's a desperate you scream. don't understand i need to get this like
1: i need to leave now
0: <laughs> yeah it, it, it's just loaded with everything that the whole she's movie been it's through. loaded with the last yeah. hour and a half and like <laughs> these people obviously have no context for any of that they're she's just some fucking farm girl and they're like yeah well we're not really looking for what you're offering like yeah she goes
1: well they are uh, the the one it's like it's like two it's like three women and then like a, uh, an old bald mustachioed man who goes we're looking for like a more a more, uh, a more traditional american approach you know blonde hair blue eyes guess who else in the film looks like that <laughs> and so it just cuts from that scene of me uh, of pearl screaming uh to her still screaming on the back side of the church uh, mitzi her sister-in-law shows up and she goes oh don't mind them they're, they're dumb they
0: don't know what they want you know it's just stupid she's got fucking snot trailing like a oh, foot dude, and a half yeah. between her nose and Pearl's
1: her got forearm. this forearm
2: the camera is just just this.
1: yeah the camera gets this shot as pearl straight on she's got a snot drip a mile long dude hanging out from like The top of the silver screen to the bottom. This thing is fucking gigantic. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Uh, And so Mitzi drives Pearl home, and they have you know they sit down at their dinner table because
0: the murder the murder spree's been cleaned up. They get to the house, and she is completely distraught. Mitzi is like, is that the is that my pig? And it is like it's completely disgusting. Devoured. It's so decayed. It, yeah. it the decomposition is completely set in. There's right. no Th- part this of this pig that looks edible.
1: Right. This is to complete the transition into now Pearl's dreams uh have rotted completely from the inside to the out. Uh her 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 optimism, her hopes all gone devoured by maggots we get the the completion of the symbolism that the the pig has been kind of like speaking towards the whole movie like the uh pearls pearls hopes her dreams they're they they started you know hopeful and bright and colorful and edible on the outside but now they've been slowly rotting out and now they're just covered in maggots there's no hope for her now Uh, Mitzi goes inside with her. Mother and father are tucked away. Their bodies somewhere where they can't be seen. This scene that we're about to talk about is worth the price of admission, in my opinion. Absolutely. You should should go see this movie just for this performance because what is about to unfold is a, like, seven-minute monologue...
0: It felt like a half-hour monologue, in a good way.
1: Yeah. So you sit down at, at the at the the, the kitchen table. Uh, Pearl and Mitzi. Mitzi goes. Are they drinking milk? Yes, they're drinking full <laughs> glasses of milk. And they <laughs> just just tall American glasses of milk. And Mitzi is like, "Well, what's what's really wrong, Pearl? What's wrong? What can I help you with?" And, you know, because Mitzi's brother is Pearl's wife or, or Pearl's husband, husband, <laughs> Pearl's husband, they, you know, she's like, well, you know, I'm your sister-in-law. I can help you talk to me. You know, like Pearl's like, you wouldn't understand. Like, uh, there's just things that I've done, things I've said, I, I, you know, and she's like, well, just pretend that I'm pretend that I'm Howard and just talk to me. You know, maybe I, I can help, you know, and so. Pearl gives this monologue, this long, long, just like clearly years of pent up like feelings, uh, exposition I- into Mitzi, but she's she's acting like she's speaking to Howard, and there's like almost no points where we cut back to Mitzi. It's 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 just like almost a complete one
0: shot on i think i think we have one one shot cut one Mitzi cut in between where right. she's like uh but yeah. other than that it is a static shot of uh pearl just dumping out literally all of her emotions everything she's been through all that she hopes and dreams for she immediately lays out everything
1: uh, and it and it, it like I wish I had the exact, I wish I had the exact amount of time it is an insanely long monologue longer than anything Mike Flanagan has laid out it it is extreme it's so like and the range of emotions that Mia Goth like expresses as a character who's you know like. A, a, a serial killer she's insane she's a crazy serial killer who's just like she's murdered people she's murdered animals but she's also just like a tortured girl who just wants to who just wanted to be in the movies who just wanted to like leave her farm life it, The the range is it's just like i can't She just wanted autonomy. That's it.
0: She just wants to be able to live her own life. She is bogged down and anchored by her father, the farm, her mother, waiting for her husband to get back from a war. She hasn't heard from him in months. Months. So she is concerned that he might not even be alive. Right, because that, yeah, that is a...
1: Obviously, he is alive. We know that, but... Like, if you, if you take that out of context, you know, and you just watch the movie, the movie implies that, like, she, there's no way for them to know. Like, she doesn't know if he's alive, if he's going to take her out. She explains that, like, she even admits that, like, the reason she even got married to him was because he, she knew that he came to the farm out of spite, that she knew that he came from a wealthy family. And so she latched onto him because she knew he was his... He was her ticket out of, like, her shitty life. Yes. But then he left to the war, and then she was stuck right back where she started. You know? It's absolutely insane. It is a beautifully written monologue and even more beautifully performed. It's uh, it's just phenomenal. It's hard to even come close to
0: doing it justice. I was reading in an interview with Ty West where he talks about how... Sorry, my cats are playing with things on my desk. That's
1: oh, okay. Well. Let them, let them play.
0: We can keep um, it in.
1: Everybody likes cats when
0: they're listening to a podcast. <laughs> um, he talks about how, uh, you know, they had written out this monologue, and he was really terrified about filming this scene because, uh, you know, there was so much on the line, and like it was such a long monologue that he was like, look. We need it to be perfect. Every time we shoot this, it needs to be absolutely perfect. Because if somebody's phone goes off on set, if somebody walks through and accidentally drops something or Mm -hmm. makes a noise on set, it's just going to fuck up everything. Everything. And you're going to have to put this actress through hell. Yeah, because she goes through hell in in this monologue. But he was talking about how they shot it six times, like back to back to back, and she nailed it like every single time. Ugh, man. And I could not like. Just, I have chills. I could not I chills imagine just thinking doing that. It. Yeah, I I could not imagine the, 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 like what you have to do mentally to get yourself to that point because like she cries, like she just starts balling at some point and she just pushes straight through it finishes out the like speech it's just crazy
1: it's just it's just absolutely
0: insane please i like please see this movie she unpacks the entire portion of how you know her and howard got pregnant and how she was so excited but she was terrified about the idea of something like anchoring her down again. Yeah, and how she hated she, how something she was,
1: growing inside her. You know. Yeah
0: she she was relieved when you know she couldn't come to full term, and she was just so excited and happy to leave. And then right after that, Howard goes off to war, and it's just like all of the trauma that she's been going through, everything that she's been dealing with, the isolation. Everything just gets dumped out onto the floor and her sister-in-law is like, wow, I shouldn't have heard any of this shit. Like she's she's, just like, well, I can't get out of here faster.
1: Right. Well, also me during that, during that monologue, she admits to murdering her mother, her father and the projectionist. She,
0: she admits to cheating on, oh, like, yeah, yeah. She this girl's cheating. brother.
1: Everything. She admits to everything she's done. She's like, yeah, I used to kill animals. I loved how that felt. You know, I love, she says, like, I love just, like, I love feeling, you know, powerful. And I love the, the you know, seeing things die f- uh, at my hands, basically. Like, you know, she's like, I know that's shitty, but I love it it's it's she just goes all she runs the whole gamut of emotions and yeah like you said finally at the end of this like seven minute monologue cut to mitzi and she's like well i better be going and pearl's like you're not mad at me she's like oh uh no definitely not i'm just gonna uh get on i'm just gonna get going
0: and you get, you this, know, mother's gonna be concerned dude, where I am. I dude, better get going. And Goodbye. You
1: get this fantastic shot of Mitzi. Le- it's like this, this pan, this like pan away from the house as Mitzi leaves, and she's kind of like she leaves the house n- like at a normal pace. And you can slowly, as she kind of like gets farther away, she starts to pick up her pace because clues she wants to get out of there as fucking fast as possible. And, and then Pearl comes out. And then out Pearl the comes house. out like such a fucking horror icon. Comes out of this house in this blood red scarlet lace dress, axe in hand, just double handed axe, ready to go. And she just walks at her. Like power walks, I'll I'll give you. But like power walks at Mitzi. And Mitzi's in high heels. And and uh even during the audition, uh pearl is in these just like basically just farm combat boots and just <laughs> pearl's just fucking power walking in combat booth towards mitzi and mitzi's just like oh god please no and she's like trying to run as best as she can she's screaming help she's as if this help. bitch
0: has neighbors on powder keg farm yeah oh dude i wrote that that's in my notes powder keg farm
1: what the fuck kind of farm is that
0: a great name for a farm. Dude, Fantastic. Farm so name.
1: funny. And uh, oh, earlier I also I took in my notes. Uh, Pearl was like, you know, those people, they're just looking for blonde ha- blonde girls, with blue- blonde haired girls with blue eyes. And I went, Pearl, don't you worry about those blonde girls. You're perfect.
0: It's so funny. She tries to back, like, uh, Mitzi tries to backpedal. She's like, I didn't get, I didn't get the part. And she's like, I know you got the part. And she's like, I didn't oh, get yeah. the part. No, no, not me. And she's like, nah, it's okay. You don't have to lie. And she's like, well, I'm going to keep lying.
1: Yeah, yeah. She, I forgot. She does do that. Mitzi, she, she actually admits, she knows that Mitzi got the part, which is a shock for us, kind of, because we didn't know for sure. We didn't really think about it as an audience, but then Mitzi pretty much from her reaction confirms that she did get the part. So she's
0: barreling down on her outside of the farmhouse. And and, and, yeah, mm. just,
1: she just bears down on her ax in hand. She hits her in the back a couple times. The, to her credit, Mitzi keeps running, even though she's been like fucking axed like three times in the back, but eventually she falls and it's just, it's just another brutal murder.
0: It's just kind of funny to me. It's like this weird, naive, like, sequence of events where, like, Mitzi is, like, trying to escape and then is in, like, a level of, like deniability where she's like well i'll just keep going and everything will be okay and then like she sees pearl is pursuing her with an axe and she's like well i guess i'll just go faster and everything will be okay (laughs) and then she swings on her and she gets hit and she's still like screaming blue bloody murder for help but it's like she just like to the very end to the point where like pearl like bears down on her with this axe and like fucking crushes her face and like just chops the shit out of her like at no point did she even consider confronting pearl she was just like if i just keep going i'll escape everything will be fine if i just keep on my path everything will be okay because the world is just handed to me and everything's cool
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's wild. it's absolutely wild um and yet yeah, so this is kind of like the de- you know the the come down of the movie uh uh pearl kills kills mitzi uh and then we i think we the next thing we see is she proceeds to just like kind of go back in she like has a scene where she's sort of like apologizing to her mother um but she's still dead, so it doesn't matter. So she sets, like, dead mom and dad up at the table, brings the the yeah, rotted she, maggot she pig like, in
0: from outside. She kind of, like, cuddles up to her mom's corpse because, like, her mom is dead, like, yeah. on the stairwell, like, yeah. crawling up to the door. And she kind of cuddles up to her mom, and her mom sings her some German song yeah. and in her head.
1: Yeah, and then we get a scene where it's, I'm presuming it's, is it a flashback or is it just in, in Pearl's head where the mom goes, I love you? Because mom probably never said that, right? She was
0: a pretty cold woman. I I, I would have to assume probably never. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I imagine it's just all in Pearl's head. And then, yeah, Pearl just sets up the dinner table, brings in the suckling maggot pig, Uh, sets we up. We have a lovely we get montage. More, guess what we get more of
0: is cone. Oh, we,
1: we get do more, get
2: more corn. <laughs> <cone.
0: laughs> we get more corn. This
1: movie cannot stop showing you delicious looking corn. But no, we do get more gator friend because she, this is where we see like Pearl's kind of cleaning up. This is when she pushes the car into the, the lake. The gator he gets to eat the projectionist. Um, and then it's just like a couple weeks later, presumably, and we get a shot of, um, of Howard, a military like man a troop Howard. troop
2: transport.
0: Troop
1: transport shows up. Howard just kind of... Has to walk seven miles home because that's how it used to be, which is fucking crazy. Um, And he shows up. He walks into the house. He goes, Pearl? Pearl? And he walks into the kitchen. The pig's on the table. All the food on the table is still rotted. Mom and dad are there, rotting away. It is a horror scene straight out of Texas Chainsaw. It's horrendous. Howard is obviously horrified. He's so scared. And then what do we hear? We hear a jingle. He looks to his right, and there's Pearl. And she goes, Howard, you're back. I'm so glad you're here. I made lemonade. And, and the camera just does this slow, slow pan in on Pearl as Mia Goth does just a, like, five-minute... Silent scene of her smiling at the camera as the, the 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 camera like slowly circle it, like vignettes into in her right face. like
0: from the corners of yeah black it just like, does a, a slow face, it does a like, slow, slow cir-
1: circle out and but she just does a silent completely silent stare into the camera as she just like struggles to smile like howard everything's fine right
0: <laughs> it's like almost like a joker gas smile yeah. where like her her like the corners of her mouth are like pinned she's, up in she starts crying and her like yeah her face is contorting through all these different emotions where she's like so happy and she's terrified and she's mortified and she's guilty and she's angry and she's sad and she's happy it literally goes through like just a fucking whirlwind of emotions all through this contorting face.
1: Yeah, because basically she she decides there's like a point in the, there's a turning point in the movie where she decides. Well, you know, now that she didn't get this audition, right? Now her whole life is just it's done. She she's like, like well, I guess I can never be in the movies. And she goes, now it's not about what I want it's about making the best with what I have. And that's like, the, that's the, uh, the, the, the word, the phrase that she kills Mitzi too. She goes, it's about making the best with what I have. And then she kills Mitzi. And then now her whole thing is like, cause the, the, the cresting point of her monologue is how like, uh, everything's so fucked up. If Howard was just here, you know, I can, I, I think I could, I think I could survive. Like I could just make everything right again and if he's just here, like it'll be everything, will be fine, you know. Like I, I, I don't need this whole life. I've decided. Like it'll be okay. It's her basically just accepting that she fucked everything up, you know. And she's just trying to like get the best of whatever she can scramble together.
0: Just trying to cobble together whatever life she has left. And I think it's something that her mom, like, I think it's a quote that like her mom like throws out to or two about like it's not about like what you want it's about making the best of what you have and it's like mm-hmm. just a morality that her mom is clearly like guiding her life with and mm-hmm. pearl is just now attaching herself to because right. of you know her her dreams being dashed against the rocks exactly yeah
1: it's that that's exactly what it is it, you, there's lots of parallels between this movie and x between Pearl and Ruth, her mother. Uh, it, 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 these movies are just very beautifully and expertly written and acted. They're just phenomenal. It, it, this movie, though, like, it, 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 this one, oh, it's going to be tough to beat for me, dude. I, 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 I could talk about this movie forever. It's so beautiful.
0: So crazy shit about this end credit sequence where it's just like the long shot of her face... That's not how the movie was going to originally end. And I did while they were on set, yeah, while they were on set, they decided to try some experimental shit and they were like, "Yeah, look, you know, let's just give this a shot and we'll see what it looks like." And, you know, we'll we, you know, we'll probably won't use it, but like let's let's you know, give it a shot. And then like as soon as they were done filming it, Ty West was like, Cool, send that to print. That's done. That's how the That's movie's the one. gonna end. We're That's done. That's
1: the one. And good job, Ty West, because that was the perfect ending for this movie. Uh, it was a perfect cherry on top of a perfect horror Sunday. I could, I, I i think this is gonna be a, a like a thing. I think this fits nice into Thanksgiving, you know realm i think this is going to be a thanksgiving staple for me forever
0: that's you know what that's very reasonable because it, it's not like it's not that kind of chill in the air spooky halloweeny vibe but i i feel like it definitely has an americana warmth to it that fits nicely into november yeah. I, I i think this is a thanksgiving, i
1: think this is a thanksgiving movie And I will, I, I'm going to stand by that. I'll, I'll watch it again, uh, in Thanksgiving if I have a way of doing so. I, 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 I can't, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Highest recommend. I, I'm going to go see it again without a doubt, at least one more time. Uh, I'm going to, I, I will probably, and this is big for me, I will buy the physical copy of this movie.
0: Yeah, I I think this trilogy will definitely find a nice, uh, box set. Mm, Oh, once
1: Maxine comes out, you're right. Yeah, get that yeah that box set trilogy. Ooh, yep. You're right. Oh man, yeah. Highest highest recommend, listeners. If you can if you can catch this movie in theaters, please do. If if not, buy it. Give give Ty West. Give Mia Goth. all your support it's it, it we're
0: it's fan we're recording it, it's fantastic. this now on september 22nd and i'm realizing when we're gonna post it it's very likely not gonna be in theater still but it might,
1: it might.
0: A, the point is any way you can watch this movie go 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 consume this go movie consume it
1: Yeah. well i think we've said as much as we can about uh about pearl uh do we have any any post post movie discussion uh recommendations eric what have you been watching just just earlier today uh with a couple of friends i was re-watching the uh curse of chucky movie um because i planned to rewatch watch all of the chucky movies so i figured i would just you know loop some friends in on it uh because uh season two of the chucky tv show uh i think streaming on peacock Came out recently or is about to come out. I have not seen the first season, but I hear very good things, so I'm about to start that series. You guys will, you listeners and Eric will likely hear more about it uh, in in future episodes. I'm a huge Chucky fan. Uh, Eric's l- more lukewarm on that particular subject, but I'm hoping to eventually convert him to the to the to the correct side. <laughs> Uh, but but I, I recommend if anybody is even like if you're nostalgic for Chucky, if you're interested in Chucky, you know, if you like it, want a fun killer doll movie, watch child play movies. Um, watch Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. They're a little more ridiculous. They're more kind of horror comedies uh, than they are horror movies. But definitely check out the more modern Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. And hey, you know, watch uh, watch the Chucky TV show along with me can't hurt that's my recommend
0: i would say for my recommendation uh i now granted i don't recommend giving any money whatsoever to jeff bezos but if you already have he's made uh, of bees (laughs) if you already have an amazon prime subscription and you're on prime video i would check out um There is a marathon playlist of, uh, 13 nights of horror, uh, hosted by Elvira,
2: um,
0: you know, queen of darkness can't, can't beat it.
1: You can't beat Elvira. Come on.
0: Other than her actual, you know, movies, I don't think there's lots of places that you can access, you know, her content hosted content. I would recommend watching it before it's no longer available. There's a bunch of very fun, uh, you know, older movies. They're not exactly, you know, blockbusters. It's definitely more of a B and C level horror movie. But if you're like us, you're going to want to watch as much of it as you can anyway. Yeah, I'll so, take
1: I'll take Elvira any day of the week.
0: Go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's 13 Nights of Horror hosted by Elvira.
1: You got our you got our full discussion on Pearl, amazing movie. Please go check it out. Also check out our recommends, uh The Child's Play series from uh me, Matt Young. Uh please go watch Chucky movies. I want him to stay around as long as possible. And, uh, uh, apparently on Amazon Prime, you can go check out the, uh, what is it? Did you say 13 Nights of Horror? Yep. 13 Nights of Horror hosted by Elvira on Amazon Prime. Uh, and, uh, I guess that's gonna be it. Please, thank you for listening, and, uh, we'll catch you next time on The Devil's Cut. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>